Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. All right, let's get started. Topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. Dial pound 3636. The Tuesday edition sees familiar faces. Rocco Rossi is the CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. Good afternoon. A very good afternoon. The buds are in the house and going to the game tonight, so feeling good. The wild are in town. Marijuana buds? (laughs) That too. They might need it. All right. Uh, (laughs) There's a year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah, it is actually uh, two days hence, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. That'll be on Thursday, by my count. Uh, <laughs> I just did that math out of the top of my head. What a gift. Alyssa Freeman is with us, PR and pop culture media expert. How's Alyssa? Just fine. Thank you for asking, John. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Gadette, president, Bright Point Strategy, formerly head of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. How's Kev? I'm great, thanks. Living the dream, as always. Oh, yeah, well, good. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd l- well, let me oh. just qualify that. Hang oh. on. Hey, Toot Lamont. You can't do that. Yeah, I know I can't. because uh, You're well, so I, insensitive. I am. It's a federally regulated business I'm in, you know. This is apt to change any day now. Because uh, Air Canada, Crown Corporation, has changed its standard introductory greeting from ladies and gentlemen to things like, uh, hi, everybody, uh, toot le monde. You know, they're even thinking of bringing back Marty Allen to greet people as they're coming onto the plane. Hello there! One of those, kind of a Bobby Bittman greeting, like, how are you? But uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is off the docket because they want to be seen as more inclusive and uh, they have adopted gender-neutral pronouns and all the rest. So uh, is this something that uh, is, you know, of any concern or cause that you see that uh, it shouldn't be changed, Alyssa Freeman? a problem with it. I read it. I also read the comments of people going absolutely crazy over it. Uh, honestly, I, I think it's a good move. It is a little bit of virtue signaling. It also makes me wonder what's you know coming up with Air Canada in the future that they're putting a little bit of good news here. Uh, I don't have a problem with it at all. So bonjour tout le monde and hello everybody. It uh, doesn't bother me. All right. So no more ladies and gentlemen. Is it time to shudder just ladies and gentlemen in general? You're going to the game tonight, Rocco. Now, I don't know. I'm trying to remember if they say, ladies and gentlemen, would you please stand if you're able for the singing of our night? If they drop that, because, you know, MLS and E is projected as a very progressive operation. Should they drop that? In all of us command. I think it's well, uh, we're, we, we, we've crossed that bridge, my friend. And uh, unfortunately, it's it's everywhere. And we Say can always be. cross the bridge back again. But Not when you? they burn it. Yeah, he burned it <laughs> before he crossed it. <laughs> All right, well, Kevin. With me on it, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Don't it, go on the bridge, Kevin. Does it matter to you, Kevin? I mean, I know you're a traditionalist, but uh, dropping ladies and gentlemen in the... No, I'm, I'm ambivalent about it. Um, I, I just don't see the need for it. But on the other hand, if that's what they want to do, fine for them. Whatever. Uh, I just think it's 
a little bit too much to be candid. Um, you know, those folks who, if, if they were transgendered and then regendered, they still are a lady or a gentleman, I would think, in their understanding. So to how many people does this really apply? Having said that, it doesn't hurt anybody. It's just whatever. It's just to me, it's a bit of a... Much very little. That's exactly right. Okay. On the one hand, do you feel this way? On the other hand, because you said you were ambivalent, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, whatever. That means he can use both hands equally. Not. I just don't want to be... I, I, I would hope we... <laughs> Not really. All right, let's I, I, move I just on. hope we don't pillory people who do use ladies and gentlemen. That's the 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 unfortunate fears that that that's what follows. Well, that's How what the dare ba- you yeah, say, that's what the backlash was about. So I did go to co- the comments on this, and of course I went to Twitter and people saying, "When are we going to stop pandering to the zero point zero one percent?" That seems to be a bit of the backlash. I mean, I I, I think that's a little bit petty. I, as I mentioned, I don't mind it, but people are, the backlash is, it was quite swift, actually, as soon as they announced it. There wasn't that much good. It was definitely more bad. Yeah, because again, to Kevin's point, I think people believe that they might be compelled to do this now uh, with penalty of law, you know, breaking some uh, in the civil rights people will get involved. Yeah, How we, dare we, you? You've stolen my child. They're all going to pull a Greta Thunberg on you. How dare you? But you know what? Okay. Wait, wait a minute. You know He's what? made a great point there. Greta oh, Thunberg. Oh, here we go. Uh, she's giving some speech. I guess there's a, a, a First Nation that's invited her to speak just southwest of Calgary. And, uh, you know, she's going right there into the lion's den. This is oil country. And she's going to preach the mantra that we've got to get weaned off fossil fuels. Let me just throw it around the horn rather quickly. Is this something that makes sense? Uh, is it courageous for her to do, or is it? Uh, would she be more intellectually honest going to places like Saudi Arabia, Russia, China, Venezuela, and uh, preaching whatever she's got on offer, Rocco? Look, the reality is she was invited because we we live in a country that believes in free speech. Most of those that we're competing against in the oil world do not. Uh, we hold ourselves to higher environmental standards. We hold ourselves to higher human rights standards. Uh, we we do everything possible to um, uh, to continue to provide uh, energy to people as. Uh, the process evolves globally. Yeah, but the other countries uh, are the, the only ones being pilloried. Yeah, I was going to say the other countries are the bigger problem. She should be preaching to them. She's yeah. preaching to the converted here, isn't she, Kev? I don't know about preaching to the converted here. They're not going to talk about climate crisis crap in Alberta. Um, <laughs> you know, they don't they don't play into that BS there. But she's, thank God, she has been invited by people who do believe in her message. Right, but she's not. And they are the within nation, Alberta. Yeah, the Sutanon yeah. Nation do believe in that. Uh, uh, but I, I agree with you. This it would be. That I'll be curious to see if she's intelligent enough or coached well enough to actually say something about other nations, or if she's really going to spit in the face of tens of thousands of unemployed oil industry workers in Alberta, which would really just be stupid, but don't really expect a whole lot more from a 16-year-old emotional girl. Well, I also think, uh, listen, yeah, I think it is very brave of her to go into the lion's den. Um, I think that she's probably going to stay on message. Uh, You know, at 16 years old, I don't know how nimbly adept you are in order to change message uh, very well. But she's riding a wave of popularity right now. And when all those people were marching uh, because of climate change, they marched in Edmonton and they marched in Calgary. So I think that she feels that she does have some support there. It'll be interesting to see who turns out and whether she's heckled or not. But I I applaud her for going in. Well, you know, it's interesting because Diane Francis, she wrote a piece in a financial post about uh, how the main parties 
including the Liberals, basically want to beggar the entire economy, shutting down the oil sands. You know, no pipelines getting built on uh, Jugmeet Singh's watch or Elizabeth May with her influence, if she has any. I mean, and now it looks like Jugmeet uh, would be the odds-on favorite to be in any kind of a coalition, a tail wagging the dog if it's a progressive party that's uh, the minority. It wouldn't be Andrew Shears because he said he wouldn't support it, but nonetheless... When Diane was making the point that these people are almost economically illiterate, they don't understand the importance of our industries. It would shut down the auto industry. He doesn't believe in fracking or anything. And we've got to be off fossil fuels, you know, in like uh, 20 minutes. The point being that, uh, and Diane's article spoke to this, that we probably need to draw our leadership cadre from a business background, somebody who's economically literate, uh, understands markets, understands trade. Rock Rossi, you're the CEO. Of the- hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Ontario Chamber of Commerce. Is that a lamentation that you sometimes hear from your own members? Absolutely no question. And in fact, uh, our uh, national CEO, Perrin Beatty, uh, penned something that uh, went in the Financial Post and uh, they were quoted heavily, as as have we been, that this has been kind of the Seinfeld uh, election about uh, anything but um, the uh, the issues, unfortunately, too much about personality and bile and not about how we're going to continue to build this country in the face of what all of the economists will tell you will be a, a looming recession. And then all of these promises that, you know, we can uh, we can write all of these checks uh, and not to worry um, are going to come back to roost in a very, very big way. Uh, and I would just add, it, it's not simply the potential progressive um, you know, loose coalitions uh, that would be problematic, you know, if... Uh, Mr. Shearer had to uh, work with the block. If he if he was able to uh, uh, to come out with the most seats and try to put together a minority government, again, it would be issue by issue as opposed to any kind of formal coalition one would imagine. But the most likely dance partner would be the the block, and they're not particularly friendly to uh, pipelines and. Uh, well, and especially as they either. would be, yeah, well, through Quebec, yeah. uh, I'm sure he'd still be able to probably push through the one out west because it doesn't cross Quebec soil, but his energy corridor would be stillborn. I get your point, but who would be best positioned to grow the economy? This is the big idea behind, you know, the potential for a recession and how we're going to meet that uh, challenge because we, you know, we've lived in relatively stable and, uh, you know, good economic times the last 11 years, but if there's... And I was citing the lead editorial in Saturday's Globe. We need to talk about the next recession. Kevin, who would be best positioned to steer us through those choppy waters? Well, look, uh, you know, you're asking the conservative on the panel, and you're, you're going to get an answer that says the conservatives. <laughs> but that's, you know, the follow-up to that is because they're talking about balancing the budget in five years, which is funny because the left-wing parties argued that that's, you know, too quick. You know, and a number of people would suggest, oh, my God, another five years of deficits. Um, and you know, reducing red tape, reducing corporate welfare, reducing regional development, uh, reducing corporate taxes, reducing personal taxes, um, uh, 
reducing trade barriers. I mean, there are a whole bunch of, of features, reducing the cost of energy. Um, there are a number of priorities in the conservative platform, which would, I think, create a climate for private sector interests to thrive in a way they haven't been. And the other parties are talking about uh, deficits in perpetuity, increased tax rates, personal and corporate, and 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 we're at the end of you know somewhere near the end of a thriving economy with rain clouds coming, and we're not prepared for it. So it's hard to hard to see any other party being in a position to afford for good economic horizons. Well, yeah, here's the thing, you know, good economic horizon. Stats can just came out with a report saying, you know, uh, job creation is up in this uh, in this country. But year over year, uh, 252,000 jobs have been created in the province of Ontario alone, 7,100 of which are public sector jobs. So, Rocco, maybe because you've got your finger on the pulse of that, I'm just wondering, why is Doug Ford getting heat for cutbacks and everything and decimating jobs? <laughs> it seems like jobs have actually been created. Am I wrong? Um, certainly, uh, they they have been, according to uh, the the latest stats. Uh, sadly, that is a rear uh, view mirror kind of indicator. And what we're concerned about uh, is the sentiment around you know sort of reduction in capital expenditures and uh, companies beginning to uh, pull their horns in and fears around uh, increasing global trade. Um, tensions, the the deal that uh, President Trump said he had with the Chinese, it's not exactly clear what, in fact, is is there. Um, and so we're we're riding the uh, the, the so-called the wall of fear. Uh, there is a, a fair bit of anxiety out there. And the reality is we know the economy works in uh, works in cycles. And you know, despite uh, what my learned colleague, uh, Mr. Godet, uh, said, unfortunately, you know, there are a lot of uh, boutique tax cuts in the uh, federal conservative platform that that aren't particularly uh, focused on the issue of productivity and building the economy. They're they're in the same vein as what all of the parties are doing, which is why. Uh, we in the business community are quite concerned, uh, quite frankly, by all of the parties. All right. Uh, well, that's a damning indictment. Uh, then maybe that's the reason that there's... But not uh, concerned equally, I don't think. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, the point is well taken, but concerned across the <laughs> yes. board. Well, you've still got to, like, the Ipsos poll that was taken exclusively for Global News says 40% are still uh, soft in their support. They could be swayed. Uh, although the early voter turnout is actually 25% higher than it was 2015. Alyssa, quickly, what does that suggest to you? People are antsy, ready to go? Yeah, they are. And, uh, you know, water cooler talk is that people are all talking about how they're running out to the early polls. Uh, I think that this is a very emotive election. So when you talk about that we're not uh, looking at the bigger issues, at the bigger financial issues, is that people are really voting with their conscience, I think, right now. And uh, I think that it's sort of a uh, wrestling with their morality as to where they want to put their vote. So, And and we haven't seen that in a very long time in terms of... uh, federal election, so it'll be interesting how it all shakes out. I I think that people are going to make up their minds as they're walking towards the booth. Well, okay. Uh But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm still to be convinced that, 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 that early voting bump will actually continue into election day, or are you getting the people who were going to vote in this election because their minds were made up, they were ready to go and they're going to go. I think the people, you know, 40% that's soft at this stage, I'm not sure they show up. 
Uh, I mean, a good uh, traditionally a good voter turnout election federally has been in the 60s. So that 40 percent who aren't going to show at all. Uh, and just anecdotally, aside from what we saw in the early uh, voting numbers, um, I'm talking to a lot of people who I'm not sure are going to show up on Election Day. If well, progressive, I'm not. That's I'm, okay. Yeah, I'm not getting that. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.